Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's season 16 and we have a whole lot of new. New judges, new contestants, new cameras and new stage. It's season 16 of So You Think You Can Dance. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz We are live. We are back again. It is season 16, So You Think You Can Dance. Hello, After Buzzers. I am Kim Davey, your solo host this season for So You Think You Can Dance After Buzz After Show. Uh, Just a little background on myself. I am originally from New Zealand. I have grown up with dance my entire life. And now I have my own business called She Shines On Dance Tours, where we bring dancers from all over the planet to Los Angeles and to New York, Orlando, on dance tours where you can have the experience to dance at some of the world's top studios with some of the most infamous choreographers on the planet. So I'm so excited to be here for this, my second season of After Buzz, So You Think You Can Dance. And if you are live with me today, please jump in the chat right now and I will shout you out, etc. And we can have a great uh, chinwag, as we say in New Zealand, about this incredible season. So just firstly, uh, tonight we're going to be covering three episodes. That's right, episode one, two and three. Three lots of auditions. I cannot wait to get into it. Uh, we're also going to talk about the, a top three special segment we've got going on where I'm going to talk about the literally the top three contestants of all times and what they are doing now and where the show has taken them. We're also going to look at a special segment where we look at the new judges in depth and find out all about their backgrounds, as well as looking at some news on our old judges who have departed us this season and what it is that they are up to. So lots happening tonight. Stick with me. As I said, jump in the chat. I'd love to shout you out and have a conversation uh, before we get into our breakdowns of the episodes. So, in a nutshell, overall thoughts thus far. Well, I have been talking with some of my colleagues here at After Buzz, and we actually all have some differing opinions thus far for these episodes. But for me personally, I am very excited about the calibre of the the entire production this time through. I'm very excited about the new stage. It looks phenomenal. We've got a theatre-in-the-round type stage, which makes there uh, more space for the dancers to move and really get get a showing on. Then we've also got the live audience as well, which is a new addition, which we will discuss whether that is a good or a bad thing later. Uh, We also have those phenomenal 120 new cameras 
all around the stage, plus the lights that go with them, that are literally capturing dancers mid-air in 360-degree view. So as you can tell, I'm super excited by all the newness of this episode and this season. Uh, So we will delve more into that over the next coming weeks and, of course, today as well. All right, so what I would love to do is get into the episode one. So if you watched episode one, please jump in the live chat. I'd love to see and hear who your favorites were and why. Um, But we're literally just going to go through them one by one. Now, the first thing that I noticed was absolutely the fact that how the show has propelled itself forward over the years and is focusing more on the positive. I think a number of years ago, we were very interested in seeing people who failed to say it nicely and to see those moments of those that didn't get through. But what I'm noticing now is we don't get many of those these days. It's all about uplifting the art form and the dancers who are putting themselves out there on national television or international television. And those that are really, really good, they're putting through so that we can view them personally, create that connection and then cheer them on as they get through. So that's been a very cool to see in recent episodes. So just first Firstly, the first episode, uh, season of season 16, we had a couple of weeks ago on the 3rd of June, and the first auditionee that we got to see and learn to love was Dizzy Senes, and she was a hip-hop dancer from Long Beach, California, 18 years age, uh, and she did a, an amazing freestyle hip-hop that had popping, locking, etc. in it, and she calls herself the beast, and I have to agree, she definitely was. I think my expectations when she came out was she was quite timid and shy and she kept talking about being a girly girl, uh, getting her nails done, etc. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll see how we go. But when she stepped on that stage, her performance, she completely went into character. And as we know, uh, Nigel is always about, you know, as you enter the stage and exit your stage, it's part of the audition as well. And so therefore, I think she had the full package. I loved her. Um, at the end, uh, we had Dominic uh, crying, one of our new judges, which we'll talk more about soon Uh, and it was a very very emotional performance and so she definitely definitely um, deserved to do well just she had those insane chest isolations were absolutely amazing Um, and so at the end she got four yeses and she moved on to the academy so well done Desi I cannot wait to see more of what you have in store I think you are phenomenal Um, the second auditionee that we had up was Stephanie uh, Sosa and her brother Ezra Sosa, age 19 and 20, from Utah. And they are uh, ballroom dancers, and some of you may recognize them from before. Uh, They were um, in the top 20 of season 15, so only last year. Uh, So we had a little bit of a background story on them, and it was really, really quite sad. So we heard about how their mum had a stroke, uh, literally. I think after the audition or after they got cut last year and she's been recovering but never going to be the same again so they've been through a lot in the last year so I completely completely commend them on being able to come back and give it a second shot with 
everything that's been going on in their lives. As we all know, as dancers, um, dance is one of those things that heal. I truly believe in the release, the body and the mind will follow. And um, hopefully that's been some sort of help in their recovery of dealing with what's been happening in their family. Uh, so anyway, we had ballroom from those those two brother and sister duo. Um, they were fantastic. Sharp, sharp legs. They did the jive. They did it to Proud Mary, which is one of my favourite songs of all time to dance to. Back in the day when I was a cheerleader, leader in New Zealand, Proud Mary, woohoo, um, and super sharp, and they got completely yeses, and again have moved on to the academy for their second time, which is very cool. Uh, the audition knee number three was someone we'd also seen before, but not for a couple of years. It was Matthew DeLock, and he is 20 from um, and a contemporary dancer. Now, I just thought he was absolutely phenomenal. He auditioned um, and got through in season 14. And then last year, he wasn't involved, as we found out, because he tore his meniscus. Uh, so he was out of dance for six months. And anyone who's a dancer who knows about injuries, oh my goodness, it's the worst thing that can happen to you because your body is your money-making instrument and what you do to release your creative juices. And if you're injured and sitting at home watching it, not doing it, it's rather frustrating. So um, it was great to have him back. He obviously is fully re repaired. Um, and he had the most outstanding connection, I thought, with the audience especially his ending. Um, his technique was superb. His elevations were absolutely spellbinding. And those new cameras, those 120 cameras uh, that are full circle, 360 degrees, really captured his elevation to the heavens as um one of the judges mentioned. So I think he'd be quite a huge contender going forward. That guy has got serious full package. His pirouettes, his technique, stunning. He kind of reminded me of Darius from last season, for obvious reasons. Um, but he was just awesome, technically fab. So be interesting to see where his jetés take him uh, for this season. I think one to watch for sure. Then my absolute favourite of the night, and I've been reading a lot online, and I think everyone was kind of taken aback by her, was a fellow Down Under person, an Aussie, an Australian, uh, from Down Under, Sarah um, Macrina, I think her name is, and she has the nickname Smack, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> So apparently a lot of, back in her dancing days at school in her dance studio in Australia, there must have been a lot of Sarahs, which is a very common name in Aussie, by the way, and worldwide, let's face it. Anyway, so she was, um, she, there was a number of Sarahs in her class, and then they said that a lot of them had Mac something, McDonald or whatever is their last name, and so she became Sarah Mac, and then Smack, <laughs> and I think it's so appropriate considering she is literally like the queen of kind of slapstick and quite the actress when it comes to dance. We don't get to see enough of this, I don't think. Actual true performance and acting within dance. I think a lot of us dancers get in our heads and we're very much about the technique and the performance element insofar as... Um, like showing, you know, putting on the face to perform, but she has the opposite effect. She is literally an actress who is showing her craft, living in the moment, and she was just brilliant. She came on as a jazz dancer, and she apparently has had six years in Los Angeles, which is cool, but she had the crazy hair, as we know, comedy performance, um, 
I loved, she just had, I've got tap, tap, pirouettes. Remember she was doing, um, she was just faking everything. It was hilarious. So instead of actually preparing, she prepared for the pirouettes and then she'd go tap, tap instead of actually doing them, which was hilarious. Now, it would have been nice to see a little more dance from her, but from what we did see, I believed her technique was definitely of the caliber we're looking for. Would like to have seen a bit more, but of what we, the taste that we got, it was brilliant. And I would love to see what kind of comedic timing and also performance ability she can bring to all the other genres. So, um, Smack was by far my favorite. Uh, absolutely hilarious. And as Mary said, she was the Lucille Ball of dancing, which as she took was an incredible compliment. So, so exciting. Um, moving on in episode one, audition five, we had something we hadn't really seen on So You Think You Dance, You Can Dance Before, if that's possible, is we actually had a mom crew, right? So we had a whole bunch of moms who had something like Gosh, it was like 38 kids between all of them. And they came out and they did a full-on hip-hop crude number, which was which was awesome. I mean, it wasn't of the best caliber I'd ever seen, that's for sure. But it was really neat to see that moms are still realizing that their lives do not end once they have children. It is so inspiring to see young women getting out there and doing something for themselves post-pregnancy. Um, so we had Amanda Butler was the only one from Dallas, Texas, who was actually being judged. And unfortunately, she did not make it through. But fairly, because I do not think her technique was up there. And as some of the judges did say, she was being outshone by um, some of the other mums in the group. But hey, kudos for doing it. Uh, Amanda, you are amazing and an inspiration. And I hope the Dance Moms mom crew get to do some sort of tour around. That'd be fantastic or at least inspire um, other moms to form their own groups because moms always need to get out of the house. Always need to get out of the house. So um, that was audition five. With audition six, we had Gino Cosuela pronunciations please, but a contemporary dancer. And this is the guy who had been um, on Dance Moms previously and the one whose mom jumped on the panel after Nigel asked for her to come down. Now, I don't know about you, but I think auditioning for So You Think You Can Dance would be scary enough just auditioning for the judges. Like, maybe it's just me, but that's how I'd feel. This season, we have a live audience, which I'm sure there's debates about whether that is helpful or not due to the energy but then to have your actual mum on the panel you'd be freaking out going oh my gosh mum please don't say anything embarrassing please don't say no that I don't get through (laughs) I don't know but as we saw Nigel um, prompted her to say you know I've seen better and his face he's like what Uh, but obviously she was only joking which was nice but this guy um, as Nigel said he would be surprised if he does not make it into the top 10 and I totally agree Wow. Elevation, technique, I've got here emotion. Mary was in absolute tears. It was a very, very slow pace. And that's what I actually love to see these days because you can hide lack of technique for showmanship in these faster pieces. But when you have a very slow number, the control, as you all know, required from your abdominals right through to the tips of your toes has to be on point because we see every little movement and every little moment. So um, Gino was outstanding. I thought he was brilliant. Um, 
it will be very interesting to see how he does uh, in the academy. And I think, like Nigel said, he's definitely going to be up there in the top 10. So overall, episode one was, for me, incredible. I thought the caliber of the dance was phenomenal and it was just absolutely brilliant. So it had me excited for sure. Couldn't wait to get here to do the after show. All right. So in a second, we're going to do episode two, but just before we do, I just want to reach out and say a huge thank you um, for all the past years after buzz fans that we have had, who have watched our after show, who've contributed to our live chat and our comments post, um, post airing. So um, if you are watching this from home, from YouTube, etc., or in the uh, replays later on, we want to thank you all for making us the ESPN of TV, TV talk. That was my Kiwi coming out. Um, make sure that you subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a whole bunch of different shows. We have obviously So You Think You Can Dance, so a lot of competition shows. We have reality, we have sci-fi, anything you need, anything you watch, we have it. So please subscribe and give us a thumbs up. We would really appreciate it. And if you're watching us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. It really, really helps us to continue doing what we love and give us more and more hosts here to be able to give you more of the shows that you want. Um, being part of AfterBuzz TV has really been amazing for me. Coming from New Zealand and getting a chance to work in Los Angeles and build my career as a host is my dream come true, and especially sharing dance-related items with you is amazing. So thank you for all your support in helping us do that. Neat. All right, so moving on now to episode two. So this was last Monday on Monday the 10th of June. For those of you that watched, I'd love to hear in the live chat what you thought of episode two, and we can have a chat about that. But first and foremost, the first audition that we had was auditionee Sumi Yoshima from Japan. Konnichiwa, o genki desu ka, watashi wa kimu desu. That's pretty much all, my, all I know from my uh, one year of Japanese training at high school. Still to go to Japan, but we'll get there. Uh, so Shisumi was phenomenal. I love the Asian dancers, those that come from Japan, South Korea. They are always so tight, so sharp, so phenomenal, particularly in the hip-hop arena, which is what Sumi presented. So she was, uh, <laughs> she talked about how she was a bad girl. And I think it's funny because I don't know if this would fly normally in American television if it was an American talking about how they used to steal and they'd get caught and they get sent away for being a bad girl. <laughs> but because she's so innocent in Japanese, I thought it worked quite nicely. But so she was a troublemaker and she said it stemmed from when her parents got divorced at a young age, which is pretty common, to be honest, isn't it? When there's a mix up and home is not stable, it often relate and relates and translates into those that are having problems in their life. But Sumi found dance, like so many of you do. As you know, as I said before, dance releases the body, the mind will follow. It's a way to express yourself and feel good. So she's been in LA for four years and she'd been watching So You Think You Can Dance in Japan forever. Um, but so she did the probiotic isolation, sorry, probiotic, <laughs> 
it's not a health show, the robotic isolation type style, and she was phenomenal. What I loved particularly was the sit spin she was doing, circular round, round, round on the floor continuously without getting tripped up. It was amazing. Her control was out of this world. Um, And in typical Nigel fashion, he said something along the lines of, well, Sumi, you might be a thief, but and you have stolen our hearts today. So, or, 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 Nigel, we love you, but it is very true because she did. Definitely, uh, Dominic really liked her and said he, she was her his favorite hip hop girl thus far. So I think she's one to watch, and it's nice to have uh, the Japanese culture in there for sure. All right, so in audition two, we had a uh, we had Carolyn De La Rocha, uh, contemporary. Now, this was a little sad, and a common occurrence is her father did not support her dancing. Her mum and her grandparents were there rooting her on, but unfortunately her dad does not support her dance. And I see this constantly when I'm working with dancers who I bring from overseas, particularly male dancers who are struggling with getting their fathers to accept them for who they are. Um, But in this case, it was Carolyn, and she... um, said that to the judges and then Mary opened up about how she and her father have had a two-year non-speaking period when he did not agree with her dancing. Two years. Can you imagine? Like, just because your parents disapprove with what it is that you want to do for a living, I just don't think that's fair. I think as people, we should all be allowed to follow our passions, go after our dreams, Do what bring us joy because at the end of the day, where the passion flows, the energy goes and the money flows, that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. So um, that was interesting to learn of Mary. And for anyone who's out there wanting to pursue their passion, their parents aren't for it in the nicest possible way. Just go after it. And hopefully after a while, they'll realize that it is what you're meant to do and they will catch up and start to support you. Um, so anyway, Carolyn had good flexibility and elevation, but I ag- agreed with the judges. She didn't have very good transitions. And so um, she was a little bit uncontrolled, I think, overall. However, she did get three yeses with Nigel as the only no. Now, I don't know if I would have put her through myself. Um, and one of the great advices, uh, great pieces of advice from one of the judges was simply turn off your brain and connect. Again, that idea of we've got to get the technique right. We have to do this right. Turn it off, turn it off, get in your body, connect with the audience and perform. Um, and I think we do a lot better off when we do that. Easier said than done, though, right? We all know that. Okay, audition three. So we had um, a B-boy, Samuel Sweetster, 29 from San Jose. Uh, he had the child, the little koa that came on stage and did the break dancing with him. It was so cute. Oh, my gosh, amazing. And then Samuel was able to perform for everybody and weld the socks off them. Um, one-handed strength, variety, technique, real emphasis on the B-boy and the authentic real McCoy. So I think the judges were super happy with him, giving him four yeses, and he is on to the Academy. Uh, the audition four in episode two was uh, Gina Newborg from Pennsylvania, who did Contemporary. Now, she was amazing, and she was a really funny girl. Like, as we saw in the interviews, her mom's like her bestie, or as her mom likes to think. Uh, but then she brought out this insanely morbid piece about kidnapping, and it was a very tragic, deep, like, 
gut-wrenching contemporary piece, very slow, sensual, dramatic, hurtful. I thought she was going to actually really hurt her knees because she kept dropping on the ground and you could hear the banging. Uh, But regardless, when she popped out of it, she was back to her normal self, full smiles, and I really like her personality. I think she's a really fun girl, so it would be cool to see more interviews with her, etc. Anyway, she got four yeses as well. On to the Academy. Um, we also saw a whole bunch of montages this season, as we always do, of a whole bunch of other dancers that we don't get to know personally yet. Uh, and a lot of them were getting through and some were not. So um, very excited to see who they all are in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, audition 5, episode 2, was the cha-cha by a, a couple, Naz and um, Stefan, who were 21, 23. It was ballroom. Um, they were... Well, here's the thing. I thought he was much better than she was. I'd love to know what you guys all thought. Um, But I think, I mean, she had good footwork and she presented really well. But he was so sexy. (laughs) As a partner to her, he was phenomenal. That smile, such a show pony. And I mean, let's face it, with ballroom, you need to be able to present your partner well as a male. And you need to have the chemistry. And they definitely had the chemistry. It was amazing. Um, They grew up together in the same studio as we found out and um it was their first official time dancing together which is very very cool um which is interesting as well for such a big event but hey it worked well because they got four yeses and they are going on to the next round um also i believe you can catch him as they mentioned he's actually a soap opera actor amazing on an armenian uh, soap opera called i can't pronounce it something about belated love yeah Then on to audition six, we had a real-life princess from uh, a pregnant princess, may I ask, or may I state, from Nigeria. Her name was Cora Obidi, and Obidi Dean, and she was 26. That's not her real name. It was like super long. No one can pronounce it. But wow, what did we all think of this? So, She was pregnant while coming out to perform. Now, my mind goes to two things for this. A, amazing, you go girl, that's awesome, brilliant, phenomenal girl power. And then the second way is like, oh, should you be doing that? Is that safe? Is that child going to die when you land in the splits and hit your belly forward? And I think it shocked her a little bit as well. Um, But anyway, so she's a real princess from Nigeria, daughter of the Obidi family uh, from Nigeria and part of the royal Obidi family. Now, her story must be super interesting, and I can't wait to find out more of it. So as it went, we heard that her father wanted her to be uh, like an international banker, you know? Typical good, good job, pays a lot of money. And she was like, nah, uh, 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 I want to be a dancer. So she, it sounds like she left home. I don't know whether she ran away, she just left, who knows. And she moved firstly to Shanghai where she became a dance teacher. She met the love of her life who didn't look Asian, so maybe he's American, because then they got to move to America. And she's been here for a number of years. And her life goal 
which is super admirable and very courageous, is to create a shift in her people in Nigeria and allow the young women of that country, who sounds like very dominated and dictated to, and don't pursue what they want as a life. They're told, you know, what they need to do by their parents, and it's very family orientated. But she's a, there to propone a proponent of girls. There is a big wide world out here for you, and go for gold. So this was an amazing story. I would love to interview her if we can get her on. We definitely will. Um, so the re- reality of the performance was that. Her backstory is amazing, incredible, but her actual performance was very weak. And I don't know if she could have done better if she wasn't pregnant. We won't find out unless she comes back next time because she did not make it through to the next round. And then audition seven, we had Kaylee and Hurden from um, a contemporary ballet piece. Oh my God, best moment of the night. I love nothing better than actual ballet dancers performing their technique, their grace. They were absolutely stunning. She was so tall. The posture of a ballet dancer performing, man, you can tell when they've had the training. Absolutely stunning. Four yeses, moved on to the next round. Phenomenal. And then I'm rocking through them. This is a lot to do in one after buzz after show, but episode Three we had tonight, and we first up had Bailey Munoz, um, B boy, small, short, five foot tall guy who was born premature, as we heard. He had so much energy, it blew my mind. I was so excited. Like, as Mary said, watching him, you feel the energy, you feel elated within yourself. He was brilliant and he was likable, as Nigel said, phenomenal into the next round. Amazing. Audition two was Luke Romanez, uh, contemporary from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Bagel boy, I've called him. He worked in his father's bagel shop, but he really wants to be a dancer. And he got denied from Juilliard. Juilliard. Uh, Who knows? They might pick him up now. Uh, He was, he had phenomenal feet. Did you check out his feet, people? And his control. And again, one of those slow, slow dances where we could really see the technique, the control, the flexibility, the elevations. Phenomenal. Um, I think he will be in top 10 for sure. That's just my prediction. So a big yes for him. Then audition three, we had Jordan and Elaine, uh, ballroom. Um, they are the brother and sister who had been in it last year. They got stuck on the spins in the slippery floor last year. And I think that's so unfair because it's so tough, as you know, with the dancer. Sometimes it's too slippery and you need rosin. Other times it's too sticky and you can't turn. So for them to lose out last year based on um, you know a technicality like that, It's really unfortunate. But this time they wowed, even with the grandpa dance, and they moved on with four yeses to the uh, academy. So very cool. Well done. Next audition, we had Maria with Hip Hop. Wow. This was the neuroscientist um, and biologist. Now, she'd never taken a dance class in her entire life. Can't say I couldn't tell, because you can. And what was she wearing? I don't know. But she got out there, and to be honest, she did wow us. So it was like back to the future with the glasses and also amazing tricks. And then the judges were completely like divided. So we had Laurie-Anne and Mary with a yes, and we had the boys with a no. Obviously, her technique was there, not there. She's never going to make it in the actual round. Um, And it was good on her for trying, but 
come on, this is so you think you can dance. This is the best of the best. Anyone can learn from YouTube. I Hands up to you for doing it, darling. It was awesome to see, and they were cool tricks, but it's not right for so you think you can dance. Just my opinion. Anyway, so it was a no to Maria. Uh, audition five, we had the Sophie Pittman from Tennessee doing a contemporary piece. She was the one that's super smart but wants to pursue dance, moving to LA. Uh, now, she was... Well, I was quite surprised. I thought she was going to be way better than she was, but I purely think it was down to the choreography. So I don't know if she choreographed it or someone else did, but I'm so glad she did get through with three yeses, the one no being Dietrich or Dominic, um, purely because they could see potential in her. So let's see what she can do in the academy. She'll be one interesting one to watch. Then the um, second to last auditionee for tonight, we had Frank Crisp. I love that name. And he was amazing. Oh my gosh, so cool. He was absolutely brilliant. High energy on and off stage. Man, he's a showman. We had hip hop. He was a bliss and a joy to everyone, as the judges said. Um, that starfish move was like the belly dive flop was incredible. As well as I love the way he spun and tied his t-shirt at the same time. So he's going to be a show pony and one to watch. Four yeses moving through. Then finally, we had the last audition, which was Lauren Latourin, contemporary from Florida. She's the one with cystic fibrosis. Unfortunately, well, no, not unfortunately, she did get through to the Academy. I mean, I don't know how much of a vote was sympathy vote because she wasn't super strong, but she was a beautiful girl and she was strong mentally. So let's see how far she can go. Um, this is an incredible thing for her to do with her life, um, something that will hopefully be a highlight. So we have to see how she goes. Awesome there. All right. Whew, that's getting through all the additionees so far. So just really briefly, I want to talk about a small little segment we're doing for the first and last AfterBuzz show, a top three segment. And literally, ba-da, we are wanting to just talk to you. I thought it would be cool to work out of all the 16 seasons or 15 so far, who are the three contestants who are literally the most famous? So these are my choices. And what have they done and what are they doing now? So first up, we had Jeannie Mason, who was the season five champ. Now, she has been making a name for herself in Hollywood as an actress. So she was um, in Off Kings and Prophets. She was the reoccurring role as Dr. Sam Bellow in Grey's Anatomy. She's had a starring role in Roswell, New Mexico. It's phenomenal. This show really launches careers. Second, I chose Stephen Twitch Boss, uh, season four runner-up, obviously judged last year. Twitch is making some money, honey. So he obviously was an all-star in season seven and then came back as team captain in season 12, judge in season 15. But his biggest uh, kudos to date is he has been, for the last X amount of years, the DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He made originally 500000 a year. He's now making over a million, yeah, well, right, a million dollars a year. How phenomenal. Doesn't it go to show how if you step up, put yourself out there, be a good person as he is, and really just make a name for yourself following your passion, you can do incredibly well. So, and the third person is none other than Mr. Travis Wall. As we know, um, season two runner-up. Now, Travis has been a, a 
choreographer on many of the seasons. He's won two Emmys, six nominations. He has been on a whole bunch of shows and he is also doing work now on Broadway. So that would be my three pick for the most famous thus far contestants from So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, Now, special segments, we are going to leave to next week and then onwards. So we are going to be having guests on the majority of our shows. So I'm going to be interviewing the creme de la creme of um, dance in Hollywood. We will hopefully get some contestants on, maybe even some judges and some choreographers. But I'm also going to bring in some of my great colleagues who are dancers here in Los Angeles, who are choreographers, done world tours, etc. So that we can get their input on So You Think You Can Dance and how it impacts and is likely to impact these dancers' careers and just tips and tricks on the industry. So that is going to be awesome. A little bit of news, just briefly. Why do we not have Vanessa Hudgens? News, news, news. Or uh, Twitch this season? Well, it's because they're kind of busy. As you can imagine, these people have insane schedules and it was nothing to do with them being kicked off, um, well, from far as we know, for the shows. Um, They weren't kicked off because they didn't do a good job. They are just super busy. So, Vanessa, since judging last year, we obviously saw her play Maureen in the fabulous Rent Live, which was amazing. Then she has recently just been working on Bad Boys for Life with Will Smith, which is her first ever action film. Very cool. Uh, And now she's about to start her second Netflix Christmas movie called The Night Before Christmas, night spelt with a K, uh, which is expected to start filming apparently this summer. So she was out because of that. And then Twitch, he is about to have his third child. Well, not him, but his lovely wife, Alison Holker. Um, And also he is just dealing with his day job on the Ellen DeGeneres show. So onwards and upwards for both of them. That is what they're currently doing. All right. So everybody, predictions. Mine are literally, I think, season. (laughs) That always freaks me out like we're in an alien sci-fi movie. My predictions for this season are literally, I'm feeling that this is going to be one of the most technically sound, most beautiful to watch. And I think it's because of those 120 cameras, the 360 degree views. I really think despite this show being on for so long, season 16 is going to bring us the highest caliber of dance that we have ever seen. And really, really good show ponies, you know, with Smack and uh, Mr. Crisp. I really think we're going to get a performance value this season. I'm so excited. Can't wait to watch. All right. So, everyone, that is the first after show for season 16, episodes one, two, and three. I am your host, Kim Davey. You can find me on all my social media at Kim Davey Live. Can't wait to see you next week. Jump in the chat, leave some comments. I'll chat with you. I'll see you same time, same place next week, Monday at 8pm. I'll see you then. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.